with that, that's about all we have. Good night and go blue. Well, on that note, we'll take it down the hall to the FM studio where Gray Matters commences now. No exciting theme song opener here for us, <clears throat> but uh, my name is Jim Dwyer, and welcome to Gray Matters, your weekly current events, politics, and media analysis program here on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. <clears throat> Dick Whaley is... Uh, away for a couple of weeks, taking care of some family matters, and uh, he will rejoin us upon his return. Uh, but, of course, uh, no rest for the weary, and uh, evil never sleeps. <clears throat> and, of course, the bizarro world in which we all now live uh, percolates on high tilt. Uh, pretty much all through the weekend now, um, news cycles, once a quaint sort of boundary around uh, days, hours, weekends, uh, no longer exist, and things just kind of happen. <clears throat> but when you have a chief executive who uh, anger tweets from the early morning toilet, uh, all bets are off. And in fact, uh, over the weekend, I guess we'll begin with this, there was not a prolonged tweet session, although there is always that. Um, generally, we don't tend to uh, comment too much on the tweetscape. Neither <clears throat> Dick Whaley nor myself uh, participate in that avenue of uh, social media, and I I'm still kind of perplexed and baffled by uh, I've yet to have it proved to me what good, if any, has come from Twitter. <clears throat> I know there are people with uh, accounts who use them for good, but uh, there's a, a lot to read uh, elsewhere in the world. Um, I don't think I want to add to that. But uh, another one of these friendly interviews that uh, the president has given with uh, Fox News. Fox News, always the word news in quotes, uh, because essentially Fox News is an entertainment program wherein fear is <clears throat> the primary uh, juicy fruit-filled center of uh, what they call that entertainment package. But uh, a guy named Chris Wallace, who I believe is part of the morning chat show Fox and Friends, where the president has appeared uh, via the phone a number of times. And a lot of his daily talking points will come from elements as they are discussed on that program. I think he's even hired people uh, to staff his administration from that program and, and others on Fox know for a fact that he has and we'll have some comments later in the program about uh, acting attorney general matt don't call me uh meathead whitaker <clears throat> but uh so much weirdness from this uh fox interview which is as i said a friendly interview this is not a guy who's going to be asking tough questions hardball questions and lately in fact since the midterm elections were in there was indeed a blue wave, 
and the size and extent of it can be uh, debated and discussed in different ways. Um, there's been a much sharper and harsher tone in questions with the press from the president <clears throat> that uh, there's always been a hostility there. But I think now we see uh, the cornered animal fully emerge um, flailing at will. Careful, don't get your eyes scratched out by the angry beast in the corner. But in the confines of this friendly interview, still a lot of strangeness emerges. Um, and, you know, some of this stuff really doesn't require commentary because any halfway intelligent, decently well-informed person can look at the performance of this particular individual who currently serves as president and say, well, yeah, he's an idiot, pretty much. Um, but, you know, it goes beyond uh, intelligence. There's There's got to be some element or degree of personality disorder here. Now, of course, we've had presidents with personality disorders before. Nixon's virtually clinical uh, paranoid schizophrenia, uh, sort of previously topping the list. But, I mean, obviously, you've got to have some degree of ego to be the president, to run for president, to put yourself out there into that uh, most scrutinized position in the world. And doesn't it turn out to be kind of ironic that such a person with so many questionable business practices and bizarre backdoor deals, um, somebody who has benefited handsomely from evading and avoiding scrutiny in both his uh, business realm and his personal dalliances realm as a clown pants, a.k.a. Donald Trump, why would they ever seek a position that invites, almost mandates, uh, the kind of intense scrutiny that he now rejects as, oh, anybody who's critical or paying any attention to anything I actually say or do um, is a liar. It's just fake. Um, you know, if you... Don't like the heat. Stay out of the kitchen was the old uh, quote from Harry Truman. And uh, nobody becomes president to have fun. It's not a fun job. Um, and as far as the wear and tear aspect is concerned, um, already, even though this guy doesn't do much of the work that we <clears throat> traditionally or customarily associate with the highest elected office in the land, uh, you know, very short work days, watches a lot of TV, golfs a lot, dinks around on his phone, <clears throat> spends most of his time angrily shouting at people via uh, microphones or other electronic devices. Uh, the wear and tear is hard and fast and it's setting in and, you know, people age in that office. And when you go in, although his, you know, own handwritten uh, doctor's report, which he basically wrote and had the doctor sign, his personal doctor first, and then Ronnie Jackson afterwards, described him as uh, an individual in robust health with almost supernatural DNA qualities that uniquely qualify him to be the healthiest guy ever to be president. Yeah, yeah, right. That's, that's something I don't think anybody ever believed. Um, <clears throat> only a moron lies uh, to his doctor. Um, but, uh, even a, you know, young and healthy individual, Barack Obama, for example, well, he, you know, cigarette smoker, perhaps, but, uh, 
the dude aged in the office and the two years that we've seen so far uh, of age on clown pants are only going to magnify and intensify in the weeks and months to come. So there's that also. Um, but uh, a few points that I'd like to just quickly touch on from his Fox interview. Um, of course, asked to grade himself, uh, gives himself an A plus and says, can I go any higher than that? Um, well, that's a pretty remarkable assertion of BS. Um, no honest person would ever grade themselves an A+. Plus. Certainly in any workplace review, uh, you don't want to rate yourself at the top because you want to demonstrate to those whom you serve that you recognize you still have the capacity to grow and to improve and to uh, develop yourself in certain ways. Um, certainly in any serious uh, profession, you know, you want to have a mark to shoot for, not to say, oh, I'm done. I have achieved and attained perfection. Unless you are a moron. Let's just say what it is. Um, so there's that. Um, I think the comfort zone for this president is in these friendly interviews where he can. It's either that or uh, performing at a rally. Um he views the presidency, obviously, as uh, some combination of a reality TV show and a big time wrestling event. Um, but some interesting things sort of inadvertently uh, emerge anyway from the interview. Chris Wallace was the guy, as I mentioned, from Fox News. Um, and uh, there was an interesting moment. Well, actually, we'll start with this one. Uh, the Fox interviewer asks uh, the president, will Matt Whitaker interfere in the Mueller probe? And Trump answered, uh, which is interesting because when the very same question was put to him by NPR's Abby Phillips, who happens to be an African-American woman, there was no answer. And instead, uh, her question was cut off with a, that's a stupid question. Why would you ask that stupid question? I hear a lot of stupid questions from you. Well, Chris Wallace essentially asks the same question, and neither the question nor Chris Wallace are denounced as stupid, uh, be that as it may. Um, a little bit later, talking about the enemy of the people language that the president likes to throw around, Chris Wallace actually rather boldly, I think, for a supine Fox newscaster, uh, says, well, but sir... Authoritarian leaders around the world use your hostility towards the press as an excuse to attack journalists. You're becoming a beacon of repression. Wow. Uh, Fox News using the language beacon of repression. And I think that's an accurate description. I think the tone is set from the purported defender of uh, life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness, freedom, etc., uh, the various freedoms that we enjoy, freedom of speech, free press. Oh, well, uh, the media coverage of me is so negative that it's all false. So, of course, I say these things and I can't control if dictators in other parts of the world uh, do the same thing. Well, again, uh, that is a, a dishonest assessment. Um The uh, attacks via Twitter uh, on uh, highly decorated military officer McCraven, 
uh, sort of speak for themselves. Uh, the weekend tweet about uh, joking on Adam Schiff's name, turning it into a poo-poo joke. Oh, that's really funny. Ha ha. Uh, I think even a fifth grader might be ashamed of uh, the lameness of that joke. But I think we're seeing signs of a frightened individual. Certainly he's got good reason to be afraid of Adam Schiff. Uh, when he acquires the gavel and heads the House Intelligence Committee, uh, there's going to be a lot of questions to be asked and answered. And Steve Bannon should be a little nervous, too. He's going to have to answer some questions this time. Uh, Devin Nunez, of course, was essentially performing as a White House aide in his uh, role, uh, completely abandoning the uh, Congress's constitutional duty to provide oversight and inquiry into potential shenanigans and misdeeds of other branches of government. They are co-equal. The complete disappearance of Paul Ryan is, of course, something we've talked about before. I'm not going to talk too much today about the uh, emerging uh, noise about a potential challenge from some of the incoming uh, Democratic House members to find somebody other than Nancy Pelosi to uh, nominate as Speaker of the House. Uh, she at least is somebody who understands the power of that position and the importance that it holds in the way that our system is supposed to work. Uh, Paul Ryan has sort of uh, abandoned all inclinations towards uh, responsibility, towards the oath he took to uphold the Constitution there. Uh, we'll wait till Dick Whaley is back uh, to talk about that. He's sort of a specialist in the uh, machinations of uh, inter-party politics and that sort of thing. And again, I think it's just a little bit of noise at this point. Uh, obviously, down the line, they probably want somebody younger in that position. But I think for the next couple of years, it would make a lot more sense. I'll briefly comment this far on it uh, to stay with Nancy Pelosi. I mean, after all, it was Republicans who tried to make her into a bad word. And uh, all across the country, you were, oh, you're, if you vote for this guy is a vote for Nancy Pelosi. So she was whipped up into a bogeyman in Republican negative advertising. That means they are afraid of her effectiveness, I suppose. <clears throat> and that's why I think that the Democrats would be wiser to stick with her, at least for the next couple of years, see this uh, bizarro world presidency uh, to the end of this first term and hopefully the end altogether of this presidency, in my opinion, and perhaps in yours. Uh, and then... You know, in the meantime, she can be grooming somebody to uh, somebody younger to take that mantle. That's perfectly natural and is the right way to go about things, I, I think. Tactfully, let's be tactful here and uh, not blow the opportunity to put some pressure on with the uh, Democratic gain in seats. And as we saw all through the week, uh, the wave got bluer and bigger. Uh, shockingly, Orange County, the bastion of uh, Reagan Republicanism, Nixon Republicanism, almost completely wiped off the map as a Republican stronghold. This does not bode well for the future of the Republican Party, whose death throes are long, anguished and painful. Uh, I had personally predicted that the nomination of Donald Trump to be the head of the ticket for the GOP was itself the death of the Republican Party. Oh, I was wrong. I was so wrong. Um, this is going to be a, a slower, more screeching and agonizing death. <clears throat> um, 
and it's not a death by a thousand cuts. It's uh, it's a lot weirder than that. But uh, clearly, this collapse in Orange County um, is a good indicator that that trend is ongoing. Um, take a short little break here. Uh, just cleanse our ears with a little bit of music and be back with a little bit more Gray Matters here on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. again with gray matters and uh boy the midterm elections were just a little over a week ago and uh it seems like ancient history already as i said at the beginning of the program things happen so quick and so constantly uh these days that uh it's hard to stay on top of it all and it's overwhelming and exhausting for people and i think uh now that we're coming into the darker times of the year it gets even a little harder. Uh, the holidays are not always happy for people. But uh, I recommend the solace of music. And so tuning into WCBN for a lot of variety music programming is going to uh, get you through the dark days and these hard times. Well, we ended the previous segment by uh, talking about the decline, if not death, of the Republican Party. And I just a couple of quick comments on the outcomes uh, where it did not go blue uh, in Florida and Georgia specifically. Um, there's an article at the bottom of today's front page that's uh, headlined vitriol over vote stealing charges sets a troubling tone for 2020. First of all, the use of the term vitriol in the headline is interesting because thankfully Nobody was killed in these somewhat angry and hostile disputes. Uh, a lot of weird crowd manipulation going on in Florida, particularly. Um, vitriol, of course, is a form of acid, and it's a favored device amongst Putin's minions to fling acid on people. Uh, you know, there are parts of the world where that's uh, a kind of attack that's performed where you don't have access to a gun. So... Uh, shocking to see the term in a headline, uh, but vote stealing charges, setting a troubling tone for 2020. Uh, while the article by uh, Glenn Thrush and Jeremy Peters raises important points, uh, and obviously the concern is legitimate and merited, I think it's important to remember that largely we're talking about, as far as the most recent midterm elections are concerned, how things went down in Florida and Georgia. Not so many problems elsewhere in the state. A little slow in counting some of the votes in Arizona, um, in Maine, I think, uh, and in California. Uh, a lot of close races, and this is part of the, you know, the desire to get it right. I think it's better to go slow and get it right than to worry about uh, 
the quickness of a return. Also, obviously, California has kind of a lot going on right now with the cataclysmic and uh, climate shift driven uh, firestorms that are sweeping the state. Uh, so understandable why it may have taken a little longer there. But it's crucial to remember that both Brian Kemp, gubernatorial candidate in Georgia, and Rick Scott, current governor of Florida, Senate candidate for the Republican Party, both of those dudes controlled the mechanisms of the elections in which they were candidates. Uh, the shakiness of that, the <laughs> uh, highly questionable nature of that arrangement um, is dubious beyond belief. And so while I think Stacey Abrams is wise to uh, use a, a term other than concession in her acknowledgement of the fact that this just isn't going to play out this time, her candidacy has brought a lot of attention to the ways in which that state in particular and pockets throughout the South in general still maintain the old white supremacist uh, hold the line on voter suppression. And it's revealed that that's all the Republicans have in those southern states as a tactic, as um, a point of, upon which to promote themselves. They, they they don't have the arguments that win over voters uh, in enough numbers to win elections just through positivity and actually accumulating as many votes as possible. Their primary goal seems to be, well, our best chance at winning is through voter suppression, through uh, making it difficult for people uh, to get access to vote. And rather than discouraging people, I think this recent round and the way it played out in Florida and Georgia <clears throat> uh, is going to inspire people to get even more organized and better prepared next time. There's going to be some lawsuits in Brian Kemp's direction for uh, his uh, bizarre decision to not step down as Secretary of State until after he had already declared himself the winner. Uh, and Rick Scott, for all of his weird Trump-like assertions of voter fraud, the whole system is rigged. Dude, you're the governor of Florida. If the system is flawed or rigged, Aren't you in charge of it? Oh, and by the way, now that you have been declared the winner, is that a result of a flawed or rigged system? How can you have any legitimacy as a senator when your tenure as governor, uh, you sort of wrong-footed yourself right from the beginning uh, in the transition from governor to senator? Um, that's baffling. And sometimes I wonder if Bugs Bunny was right about Florida because there are so many problems in the way elections are run in Florida. Uh, Bill Nelson uh, may have won if the ballot design in Broward County had followed the recommended guidelines. Turns out all the undervoting was because the Senate race was buried under the instructions and most people just sort of the way their eyes scan the piece of paper never made it down to that corner. So that's kind of weird. I don't know who designed the ballot, but isn't there a little bit more forethought, uh, you know, to be put into these sorts of things? Uh, for those too young to remember when Looney Tunes were required viewing uh, pretty much every afternoon at 4 or 4.30 in southeast Michigan, <clears throat> there's a famous cartoon in which Bugs Bunny 
frustrated over the fact that the bounty on rabbits is so small relative to bears and wolves. He decides to become a dangerous criminal. He takes a saw and cuts Florida off and pushes it out to sea. Uh, so long, suckers. Uh, maybe that's a little too extreme, but uh, certainly it's understandable why Bugs Bunny felt that way about Florida sometimes. Uh, by the way, there were um, indications that there were some Roger Stone uh, minions uh, pumping up the uh, the system is rigged uh, little mini rallies outside the voter count sites that you saw on television all last week. Uh, Roger Stone still influencing uh, dirty tricksters. Uh, throughout the land, sadly, uh, despite the fact that uh, we're all sort of anxiously awaiting uh, an indictment from Robert Mueller to come his way. Uh, pivoting quickly uh, to the Saudi crown prince. Um, gee, this is almost comical if it didn't involve one of the most grisly murders uh, to become an international story in quite some time. Obviously, listeners are aware of what happened, uh, at least as it's reported, uh, to uh, Washington Post columnist uh, Khashoggi uh, as he entered the Saudi consulate in Turkey. Um, the Turks claimed they had a recording of it. Uh, Gina Haspel has probably heard it. I don't think the president has heard it, but he certainly has access to it if he wants to. But he said in the Fox News interview, well, the CIA's findings are premature. We, we don't really know. Oh, Oh, no, no, no. I, I think we know. I, th I think we know. Um, the fact that they did this thinking, oh, we'll just get away with it because uh, he's a journalist and uh, Trump hates journalists. And so no big deal. We're in tight with Trump and Kushner. It won't even be a thing. Well, then when it became a thing, the idea was, oh, we've got to shield the crown prince. And uh, we don't know who these guys were. They were supposed to just bring Khashoggi back to Saudi Arabia. They weren't supposed to kill him, but of course they sent in a guy with a bone saw, an autopsy guy. You don't do an autopsy on somebody who's not dead yet. Well, now that it's all been, the beans are spilled, uh, the Saudi crown prince has decided, oh, we're going to execute the guys on the hit team. Well, gee, that's interesting. That'll probably do great things for the morale of any future hit team members in Saudi Arabia. I don't know how it solidifies his position within that structure at all. But uh, he should probably order uh, an execution to be served upon himself. Uh, and he can have Jared Kushner over for one last sleepover date. And uh, Jared can scrutinize and supervise and make sure that everything is done to plan. And uh, the crown prince can dismember himself uh, as a sign of uh, his true, true remorse. Uh, but, of course, the guy has no remorse, and uh, that's unlikely to happen. But I, I think that's probably something that should happen. Well, at 6.57, uh, just a few minutes left in the program, Yazzie City Calling, of course, follows gray matters every monday here on wcbn and don't have a whole lot of time to talk about uh acting attorney general matt whitaker um but there are so many problems emerging three senators three democratic senators today have uh sued uh the trump administration over what they uh, see as an unconstitutional uh placement here 
after all, the head of the uh, Department of Justice has to be somebody who's confirmed by the Senate. Uh, there are, you know, measures in which an acting attorney, attorney general can be put into place in an emergency situation. Uh, but this, of course, is not an emergency situation. Uh, Trump groused about Sessions for two years, practically, and then quickly fired him right after the midterms, put in this uh, tool. Uh, we'll just call him what he is. Uh, he looks like uh, Mr. Clean, uh, but he's anything but. Uh, in fact, uh, the, the acting attorney general, not only is he not Senate confirmed, he's under uh, currently under FBI investigation for his role on uh, the board of directors of an invest uh, uh, a patent firm, an inventors, uh, a, a group that purported to advance the uh, desires of inventors to see their uh, ev inventions become actual products that people could buy. Uh, Large-scale fraud committed by that company. Uh, they were fined to the tune of about $26 million, I think, uh, while Whitaker sat on the board of directors and uh, reportedly was on the legal teams that uh, threatened and intimidated uh, unhappy customers who complained publicly about the services that were not provided by the name of that company, whose name slips my mind now. I, to tell you the truth, I, I don't think I'll ever be able to remember the name of the company that this was. Uh, once I found out that one of the products that they had put forward as a viable uh, consumer good was the so-called masculine toilet. Now, because this is the dinner hour, I do not wish to discuss or even contemplate further the ridiculosity of this so-called masculine toilet and would simply urge listeners to do a little research on this uh, themselves if they want a good laugh because this is pretty remarkably ridiculous stuff i mean it sounded like an onion article when this story first emerged but oh no no it's a thing it's a real thing and so is this whitaker guy uh Walking into a trap. I mean, he's probably being scrutinized with every move he makes. Uh, certainly when uh, the committee gavels change hands in January, he can uh, pencil himself right in for a couple of serious uh, and probably difficult interviews at any number of committees uh, where there are many questions to be asked about. Why is he in this position? Um, just on its surface, it sure looks and smells a lot like another example of public, explicit attempt at obstruction of justice. Only time will tell. And uh, time is not Donald Trump's friend at this moment. Uh, but it is your friend because it is 701 and the Blues program will be beginning shortly. So thank you for listening to Gray Matters. My name is Jim Dwyer. I'll be back next week with more news and comments. And uh, Jerry Mack will be your host for the next hour. A in-depth look at the great art of the American South. And we'll go out with some sort of oddball art from the English North. Um, this will be self-explanatory. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned to WCBN, FM, Ann Arbor. Take me back where I came from, Brahma, can you take me back?